It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this very invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I'd like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live and the ones that will be listening on the various podcast sites that I do truly appreciate each one of you for listening to my robust lifestyle show on divasatcare.com. And I am just so excited today. I have my returning monthly diva with me for the first time in 2022. And Deb Matlock is with me, and she is going to speak about making our human lives centered more inclusive of all life. Oh, man, is this sound interesting. So, Deb, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Absolutely, yes. Happy New Year. And I am so excited to be here again and start off the new year with our radio conversations. My name is Deb Matlock, and I'm coming to you from Colorado. And I operate a small business called Wild Rhythms, and my work focuses on nurturing and cultivating the deep and sacred connection between humans, earth, animals, and all of life around us, and just how we can, how can we live our lives in a way that is more inclusive, as you mentioned, of all life around us. Oh, beautiful. Your your work is exactly what our topic is about today, and <laughs> just becoming less human-centered and more inclusive of all lives. Well, as this as we go into this topic today, since this is what your wild rhythms, which you really, you really focus on, what what main point would you like to start with today, Deb, for our listeners to hear on this? You know, I think I think one of the first points to talk about is is to just really call out there and really put on the table in front of us um, that our lives are only existing because of all the other life on the planet you know it's it's not only the physical realities of of you know food and water and air and all of that but the emotional and and mental and spiritual it's like we we live in this in this tapestry of community and that community is is our human you know connections but also all of these other beings and, you know, I, I, I think sometimes it's interesting to kind of close our eyes and imagine what life would look like and feel like if it was, if, if humans were the only ones around. There were no birds, there were no turtles, there were no animal companions. Um, I mean, realistically, of course, that wouldn't happen. But, I mean, just for the philosophical mm-hmm. exercise, it just feels so empty and void to me when I do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, mm-hmm. wow. Um, yeah. I would be missing so much of what makes life worth living. And so I think just honoring first of that, that our life depends on and relies on everybody else's, not just other humans. Yes. Oh, I so agree. And oh, what a great example, because the first thing that came to my mind was how lonely it would be. It would be such a lonely life if it was, we didn't have all the other 
life that's around us. I mean, I'm looking out my window right now and seeing the trees, and I'm like, I, I can't even imagine what it would be like not to have the trees out there for their windbreaks that they offer, the beauty they offer when they green up in the springtime and in the fall, their beautiful leaves and even the evergreen trees. We have quite a few of them. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, I couldn't even imagine. And they're home for the birds. And, oh, yes, it would be a very lonely life. And you really, I, it, you really do depend, we all depend on each other to make the circle complete is how I feel when I think about all the other existence in life other than humans. Oh, I love how you said that, to make the circle complete. I think that's that's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah, it's it's like I think about times that I've walked out of like a doctor's office where maybe it was a little stressful and I go out and there's birds in the tree and a, a rabbit bouncing across the, you know, the edge of the building. And, you know, um, it, it's just like it reminds me that we're all living here together. And it, I always find it, you know, amazing in this big world full of all the beings and people and animals. And it's like here in this one little spot, I'm standing with these individuals right now. You know, and it's mm-hmm. just like those are little sacred moments in time. You know, it's like, okay, for whatever reason, we're all right here. And I just acknowledging them and seeing them and recognizing how much they add to my life and and then asking myself the question of what can I do to add to theirs? You know, mm-hmm. what that's that's one of the pieces, you know, the points I wanted to bring up today is, is that part of this is asking those questions of how can we contribute, you know, and we can yeah. talk more about that, but I think it's an important piece of this. Oh, I do too. I totally do because they add so much to our life. I mean, I'm, even thinking we have we've had a lot of geese geese flying over here lately and the noise i love their how they communicate with each other as they're flying up there and it's just beautiful they are just such a beautiful animal and i'm like how can we they bring so much into my life i mean i always talk to them as they fly over and i know they hear me but yeah. i mean it's adding value and realizing the value that they add into our lives also is how i how i look at it they they just bring so much value to my life too yeah and i i can relate to the geese thing i live near a lake and there are certain times of year when the geese are really hanging out here like right now in in the winter time and <laughs> Every morning I hear them heading out over the house, heading east out to the fields. I think they go out to all the, the agricultural fields and kind of do their work, you know. And then they come back mm-hmm. in the evening to hang out on the lake. And when they fly over, I, I just, you know, I always say, have a good day at work, y'all, you know. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, and I miss them when they're gone, you know. And, and then yes. it's like, what do I need to do to make sure that we have the places here for them to come back to when they come back next winter? You know, how can I, as a human in this community, um, contribute my actions to ensuring that there's there's places because I, I you know that's they, they depend on us for that you know it's it's not just a human world but humans do have a lot of control in the world and I think with that yes. control we have a beautiful sacred responsibility that um, and also incredible potential to just to make so much good happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Like you said, we we have a sacred responsibility and we have so much. We can add so much to make their life better if we just think about it a little bit. And, I mean, it's just, 
even like when it got really cold here for a couple of days, we had a lot of birds. We we feed a lot of hay out with the cattle and stuff. And it's just, it always, I love how the birds are always out there picking up all the little seeds and picking up the stuff. And I'm like, okay, it's helping to give them, not only does it feed the cattle, it also helps the birds that they have a way to eat too. And I love that, that it's a multiple and they depend on us. I mean, the cattle depend on us to feed them when it's cold and different things. But you really stop and think the birds are depending on that because they know in this where we're at, there's going to be hay on the ground where they can come in and clean up with, with the cows. And I'm like, what a what a good feeling it is to know that you're you're helping and attributing to part of this beautiful world that we live in in with the nature and everything it's just it's a good feeling <laughs> yeah and I, and I think there's so many different ways we could do it you know I, I think about um like around here for example we have nature preserves and open space areas and a lot of them are, are mm-hmm. leash required for dogs because there's so many people with dogs and there's so much wildlife and you know i mean dogs i mean i my dogs like to run around and i go to places where it's appropriate for them to do that but in certain places where it's not you know, following those those regulations really, like, for example, the, the lake up here with the geese, you know, they depend on us not to have a dog go flying into the lake and scare them all up in the middle of winter when they have, you know, limited reserves. And, you know, those little things um, I think are such a, a way for us to look at that idea of community and, and, you know, how do we contribute to community? Okay, well, when I'm around this place here, I'm going to leash my dog who's going to chase those geese, you know, and, and make sure that that doesn't happen. You know, I think there's just so many subtle little things we can do without, without even having to, to do a whole lot more effort. Um, like what you're saying, you're already you're already going to be feeding the cows, and it's like, you know, here comes the cleanup crew of the little flock of birds. Mm-hmm. That's like, okay, our job is to get in there, and you know, <laughs> and no doubt the mice are like, hey, wait a second, we get to do some of that too, you know. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> um, and I think one of the ways we can we can sort of step into that, you know, there there are of course logical ways cleaning up parks and doing conservation efforts. But another way that I think is really fun and powerful is to to allow ourselves to take the perspective of some of these other beings a little bit and just imagine, you know, what is it like to be this particular animal or that particular tree or you know a bird that has to migrate through and. You know, I know where I live, the weather is very erratic right now, so we have warm days and cold days. And, you know, that's really hard on these on these birds. And if I can stop and say, what is it like for them? You know, and how can I how can I contribute to their experience? You know, I'm not talking about necessarily throwing out a bunch of food, although some people do feed the birds. I'm talking about just, you know, how can I, um, like, can I turn off my lights outside at night for the owls? Can I... Can I do things that are those little subtle things? Can I drive really slowly down the the roads in the when it's dawn and dusk to increase the mm-hmm. chance that I'm going to see if somebody's crossing that road, you know, before I hit them with my car? You know, all these little actions we can do, and if we just take those perspectives of others and think, what are they needing, and how are they going about getting their needs met, and how can I make sure I don't get in the way? Um, yeah. I think that's a lot of there's a lot of power to that. Oh, I think there's a whole lot of power to that. Definitely. Oh, that that's a beautiful way. Just little little subtle things that we like subconsciously don't e- we don't even really think about it, but if we just take a moment 
to think about, like you said, driving a little slower at dusk and at and when at sunrise, and just thinking about that—that that, uh, the animals are crossing now too. And I mean, even like another thing I think about with our animals, just a thought is when we're out feeding after dark. I usually try to not have any lights on bright or I'll even shut them off on our four-wheeler or something if I don't absolutely need them because the lights blind the animals. And the cattle and the calves, they can't see when they got that blinding light in their eyes. And, I mean, it's just something just to think about. Put yourself in their place. How would you like that light shining in their eyes? That's just an example that came to my mind when you said that about doing just little things. We were out, and last night we were out in the dark, and I just shut the lights off. I had enough moon. I could see fine. I didn't need those bright lights, and the calves almost run into the four-wheeler because they can't see it if you're shining in them like that. So just little things like that to think about. It just, uh, it makes such a difference in the animal's world is how I feel. Yeah, I would agree, and and I think that, you know, that perspective taking kind of allows us to, to, to decenter ourselves just enough, you know, mm-hmm. instead of saying, wow, the neighbor's dog has been barking for hours and that's really irritating. And to say, wait a minute, why is the neighbor's dog barking for hours? Right. Maybe I need to go over there and check. Is, is it cold and the dog is stuck outside? Is, is the neighbor in the backyard has fallen down and, you know, needs some help? Is it, you know, uh-huh. it's like dogs are not idiots. Like why is the dog barking for a long time? You know, and and I think that that's those are the little shifts. You know, yes, it, it may be annoying you, but but letting that annoyance almost be the gift that wakes us up and and, and says, okay, let me investigate a little further. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let me let me go see, let me go knock on the door and see if if everything's okay. And you know, and then of course, there's if people are are like, yeah, whatever. You know, you can always call for more help. You know, like. Um, we have a lovely animal, um, you know, guardian control program here in town, and, and they do welfare checks all the time. But, I mean, that first thing is to say, what is that dog trying to tell us? Yes. You know, nobody stands and barks for two hours for fun, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and this, that's also a similar thing. I think we can hear that in, in squirrels and birds and other animals, that you know, wild animals we live around, or what are their... One of their sounds, I know robins especially, I, they, they, when they sound distressed, I, I could be in the kitchen and hear it. And I, I know last summer at one point I heard this robin just going on and on and on. And I went out in front, and sure enough, there was a baby robin down in the bush, and a neighborhood cat was right there at the base of the bush. Oh, okay. So I just gently shooed the cat back home, explaining uh-huh. to the cat that we're not eating baby robins today. Thank you very much, you know. Um, but you know, it was like taking that perspective of, of wow, that's a different noise. What's going on? Why why are you so upset? And then you know, getting out there and going, well, gosh, I would be upset too. I mean, if my baby was there with a threat, I mean, who who wouldn't be upset about that? It's we're all yes. very similar. Yes, yes, we are. No, that that was a great example with the dog and like the robin. Just what are they trying to tell us? Just stop and listen for a little bit and see because that's that's my dogs usually when they're barking there's a reason they're barking there's something that's got them aroused or if a lot of times the horses or the cattle are looking in a certain direction i'm like what are they looking at and you start to really look and there may be a deer out there there may they're seeing something so the animals have that instinct that when something is different 
than what they're used to or there's something happening in their environment, they'll let you know if we just take the time to listen and look for them. Yeah, and, and I think that that, you know, that idea of of really, you know, consciously saying our families and our communities are multi-species. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that shift on, on multiple levels kind of leads us into that because, you know, if we heard a child screaming for two hours, you know, we would be... <laughs> there'd be a lot of people rallying around that situation, you know, that would be, because um, we speak that language, we know that distress immediately. You know, we, we understand that sound. And so I think it's, you know, we've all got, we've all got this amazing world that we live in and whether we have animals in our families or um, we interact, you know, with animals um, around us in the wild world or both. It's just, there's so, I mean, I think about my days and, I have more animals in my day, you know, than, than human animals. I mean, more other kinds of species of animals, you know, and it's not that I try to avoid people. Even on days I'm doing public workshops and things for humans, I still, at the end of the day, I've probably interacted with more other kinds of animals. And I think that's true for a lot of us, even if we aren't living with animals. Just, you know, there could be 20 birds outside somebody's office window and they're interacting all day long, you know, just by being near each other. And it's such a beautiful fabric. Oh, oh! I so agree with you. Just it's just it's just breathtaking when you just stop and realize how many of the animals are around us. I started thinking of all the animals, even this morning that I was seeing when I went out to feed my horses and the cattle and stuff. It's like, oh my goodness, all these beautiful birds that are around us, and just the nature. I mean, just the trees, even because they. Even in the wintertime now, they still add beauty because they add so much windbreak when they're around. And I'm like, they're still beautiful. And the dry grass is out there. And, I mean, to me, it just all, it's like I said, it's just a complete circle that we all just live together because it's so, it's so beautiful. We're all under the same sky. And we, we, can't, we interact with all of them in a lot of different ways if you just take a moment to think about it that way is how I kind of, is how I look at it anyway. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think what's what's beautiful too is that so many people that at their core, you know, that's what exists. I, I mean I live in a community that mm-hmm. just experienced a pretty um catastrophic wildfire and one of the things that I've been really heart you know, my heart has been moved and I've been very touched is that the the rallying around the animal companions that are, are missing or the, you know, making sure that we're, we're finding the animals that, that got out of their homes but, but are out there looking. I mean, oh, my goodness, the, the, the Facebook groups and the, the public notices and the people out there looking. And, you know, it's like, it's like people really do care. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think in those moments sometimes like that where there's a crisis, you know, sometimes that gets heightened. But I also think that, you know, it's like we can have that same level of, of care and awareness in our minds all day long every day, you know, um, a dog running down the side of the road, you know, that should, you know, pull our attention regardless if there's just been a crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, and, and usually there's two or three people that pull over for the dog and a whole bunch of other people that drive by, you know, and, um, but but what what can we, how can we look at ourselves and how can we challenge ourselves to say, okay, so I'm going to, 
go forward now and I'm going to look at the way that I live and I'm going to say, how can I be more inclusive of of the the rest of the living world in my, my normal day-to-day life? You know, how can I take some of those other perspectives and just start to integrate them in the way that I live normally? Yes. Oh, yes. Definitely. Like you said, how how can I make these changes and realize all of this that is around me? How in our busy life schedules and just taking a moment to get a step away from the computer or step away from what you're doing and just even look outside and just see even the sky and the clouds. There you they're so beautiful and are part of all of all of the full circle that we have. So yes, just yeah. taking the time. I think sometimes time is the biggest key factor that uh us humans are seem to always be running and fighting against is something called time. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are so right. That is such a great point to bring up. And and I hear that from people so often when I'm leading workshops or doing trainings or things people will say things oh, like, well, I, w- I would love to learn more about the wildlife around my home or I would love to spend more time, you know, outside just enjoying the natural world, and, and, but I don't have the time. I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's, there's two things because I struggle with time too. I mean, there are most days I look at my list and think, okay, Deb, how many of you do you think there are? Because mm-hmm. that list needs about three of you <laughs> and there's one mm-hmm. of you, you know. But I think if we, if we look at a couple of things, one is – what we're talking about here, you know, that decentering the human way of, of looking and kind of in, being more inclusive of all of life really doesn't take any additional time. It's a perspective shift, and it's, it's taking that um, awareness. You know, as we're, as we're trucking from our car into the grocery store with our, you know, bags flying behind us and we're trying to hurry because we have appointment in half an hour, it doesn't mean we can't also notice. We can't also reflect on what are we about to go buy, you know, and, and who are we supporting? Are we supporting, you know, ethical farmers and ranchers? And are, are we supporting, um, you know, healthy foods? Are we, are we buying, you know, things that we can, can we, can we see the earth and what we're eating? And, you know, not that we can all do that all the time, of course, but I mean, those little moments, we can still be doing our errands and rushing right in and going all over the place and also making really big impacts um, by simply mm-hmm. being reflective and, and shifting our perspective to what are we focusing on. Oh, yes, definitely. I love that, shifting our perspective into what we're focusing on. Yes, how how true that is. Rather than focusing on the next thing that I have to get done, focus on the present moment on what you are doing. is, And I... I'm a prime one. I'm always thinking, oh, I got to do this, I got to do this. And I'm going, okay, if you just stay focused on where you're at now, my horses have been really good at that. They always tell me, live in the moment. And I'm like, yes, I need to do that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I think that that living in the moment, because, you know, we are making so many decisions, you know, and we we do have to, um, we do have to live, and living on the earth does have an impact, you know, like we, Living means taking life, regardless if it's a plant or animal. I mean, that's one of those dichotomies that we all kind of have to grapple with, you know. And we can be aware of how we're doing that. You know, I think that's the thing. We can be aware of 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 so much. We can be aware of how we're we're treating our our dog while we're running around in a hurry, or 
or, wow, I'm really tired today and I've been working all day, but my poor dog has been laying here all day. I really do need to see the world through his eyes right now, and we're going to go take a walk. And honestly, then that's also better for us, you know, because we're out there in the world and we're getting the fresh air and the sunlight. And, you know, I, I think about how many times my dogs have gotten me away from my desk and it has been so good for me. But I really was doing it originally for them, you know. Right. And then selfishly, I'm benefiting. Or, you know, the the time it takes to, to make extra decisions, you know, when I'm, when I'm you know, looking at um, packaging on something I'm purchasing. And it's like, well, okay, if I do this, it's going to be a little more work for me in the kitchen. But look at all this that I'm not purchasing, you know, all this packaging that I'm not going to be able to do anything but throw away. Um, you know, can I can I take that extra 10 minutes in the kitchen, you know, and do it this way? And sometimes we can't, you know. It's not about, like, that guilt thing of – but it's more about just that awareness to say, you know, when we can – make a choice a certain way, can we make that choice? Yes. Being aware, like you said, being aware of our choices. And that yeah. that to me is huge. Yeah. And just like you, just the little things like that, just thinking about it and who am I supporting today? Who am I helping today? And yeah. you can help so many different ones when you just take that moment to be aware of that situation. Oh, that was that was a beautiful perspective way to put it because those are little things that all of us can do every day, definitely. Yeah, and not adding a whole lot of time, you know, so that time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. we can always take the time. We can always say, well, I'm going to spend all day long, you know, walking around. And that's always lovely, but we don't have to have big swaths of time to just simply no. say, I'm going to think about things a little differently today and I'm going to look at community a little mm-hmm. differently today. Right, right, and look at uh, look at the whole community around me, not just thinking about the human part of the community, but all the lives and all the souls, all the living living creatures and the living earth, everything around me. Take it all into perspective, rather than and think of all of that as our community is is another perspective that I always look at. The community involves so much more than just our human lives. Yeah, and our human lives depend on so much more than other humans. And, you know, really mm-hmm. recognizing and acknowledging that and and doing what we have to do to grapple with it, um, yes. you know, and, and, and just say, okay, I'm, I'm how, I, this is the reality of it. I'm here on this earth. You know, how can I do this with the most heartfelt, compassionate, conscious mindset that mm-hmm. also acknowledges the flat-out realities of of the fact that we are living together and that doesn't always mean, um, you know, that doesn't mean that we're not going to be confronting life and death and challenge and, you know, that there are those those times where, where we accidentally do hit the squirrel with our car or, you know, I mean, those are the realities of living on Earth, you know, and we have to be in right. that mindset of saying, okay, we're on this journey with all these other beings. And some mm-hmm. days it's beautiful and heartfelt, and it, other days it makes us, you know, sob, and um, other days it confuses us, but it's it's all this beautiful, complex web of relationships, you know, this life journey, this community of, yes. of life on Earth. Yes. Oh, yes. It's definitely life's journey. Oh, wow. And there's so many different perspectives in life's journey, so many different animals and nature and 
everything comes into play in that. Oh, yes, I love that. Life's journey. Well, Deb, this interview has gone so quickly, and I knew it would because I love this topic. This is just awesome. (laughs) What is maybe a final tip you would like to leave with our listeners today from our topic today? You know, I would think, like, go go out and just find another being, not another human, but whether it's your dog or a bird in your tree or the tree itself, and just allow yourself to sit there and, and say, okay, I'm going to take your perspective for the next few days. I'm just going to be thinking, okay, so right now it's, it's the, you know, the, the bird is probably going back to the nest somewhere. You know, just letting yourself imagine the experience of another being for a few days and just sort of see see what comes up in your mind and in your heart about that, you know, and, and it's not about being right, quote-unquote right. Of course, we're not going to know everything the bird's doing when we're not, but just allowing that perspective shift. And what's fun about that is that it opens our eyes, but it also takes us out of our own minds and our own little, you know, all the stuff that may be stressing us out or, you know, it gives us a little break from that too. Oh, yes. Oh, I love that tip. That was beautiful. That was a perfect way to close this interview today. I loved it, Deb. Thank you so much for all this very informational, good information that you shared with to our listeners today on this topic. It was just awesome. Thank you so much, Deb. Oh, it was my honor. Thank you so much for inviting me. I really, really deeply appreciate that. Oh, you are so welcome. And you have an absolutely wonderful day today. You too. Okay, thank you. And I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to this amazing podcast today with Deb Matlock. Be sure and share it with all your family and friends and tune in in February again because Deb will be back sharing more of her knowledgeable information with us. And be sure to check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasetcare.com. Have an absolutely beautiful day. And take a little time to put yourself into an animal's place and just just be there for a moment and just enjoy that moment and, and live in the moment. So just be, remember, be kind to all. Give your animals that great big extra hug. Share all your love with them. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.